Well, this is the inaugural episode of the casual hike. So it's really rough and crude, uh, but it's sort of, I think, what I want to do. And it's it's long, so it's an hour long. This hike. Uh, the next episodes should be shorter, hopefully, um, as I hone uh, my process of recording the hikes. Anyway, I won't keep you too long because the other stuff is an hour long, so here it comes. Enjoy. Hello, testing. All right, get this on the backpack. Let's go, Godfrey. So I'm here on the Bull Mountain Trail, Bull Mountain Loop, the Purple Trail, rather. I'm here with my dog, Godfrey. And we just finished like the uh, straight connector trail that goes from the Forest Service Road um, to the trail. I guess I guess that connector trail is technically part of the loop, uh, but we just made it to the actual loop itself. And I just gave my dog a water break. It's a little bit humid out here. All right, so do I want to go clockwise or counterclockwise? Let's go counterclockwise. So this trail is for biking, horseback riding, and hiking. You can bring your dog. He's supposed to be on the leash. I'm the only one here right now, so I'm breaking the rules a little bit. But he's a good dog and comes when called. And I will put him on the leash should we run across anybody. So I think from the parking, the parking uh, area to, uh, to the actual loop, Took us about 40 minutes, I think. And it's like a gentle incline. You're pretty much going uphill all the way so far, but it's, uh, it's a gentle incline. And from my heavy breathing, you could tell I've been walking for 40, 45 minutes. I try to keep pace. For me, the act of hiking, I don't really care about the, the destination, although it's, it's good to have nice destinations. I'm more like, I like the process, I guess, if you call it a process, of just kind of picking a trail and walking through the woods. Now I'm from Chicago and you had to drive quite a ways, a couple hours at least to get to anything even remotely like this. And then when you did, it was packed because there's nothing else around. So since I moved to Georgia in 2020, I think this is my 10th hike. The first one I've decided to try to record. Um, it's been, uh, it's been nice. I mean, there's just like, there's no end to different places to go hiking in the North Georgia mountains. Now I haven't been to the Appal Appalachian Trail, although we were on the small segment of it before when we went to uh, Preacher's Rock. Oh, here we go, a little bit of a downhill. 
I'm surprised. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I for I forgot to resume my trail map. So I lost a little bit of, of data on there. I'm not good at stopping and starting those things. I, I stopped it because I was giving my dog some water. Here he comes running up the trail. No shortage of mosquitoes here. This is uh, early June, it's June 2nd. All right, let's get going. And it's warm today. It's humid also here, but it's, it's a really nice forested trail. So you won't need any sunblock, at least for this portion, but you will need bug spray because I got bugs buzzing around me all over the place. Nothing's biting me, but they're, they're buzzing. I was saying before, you got to bring a lot of water. If you're bringing your dog, I think you got to bring a lot of water. I'm not sure I brought quite enough. I have enough. Um, I don't really drink that much. Uh, so if he needs to have some of mine, he can have it. I've got two liters in a bladder. And I have a couple of liters for him in separate collapsible bottles. And normally he doesn't drink this early, but it was it's kind of humid out here. That was a horseshoe. Perhaps this is best left on the side of the trail. Because there are nails sticking out of it. Um, yeah. Um, there aren't any, at least so far up until this point, I'm going counterclockwise around the, uh, around the loop. There's been no water at all, no streams, no nothing. Because normally what my dog does is heads for the first stream. If not to drink water, to splash around and cool himself off. So what I'm going to try to do is, I've got this little tiny Zoom F2 field recorder with a lav mic. And it's kind of hooked onto my backpack with the lav on my shoulder strap. And to try to minimize these long pauses, because I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing with this little chat I'm having with myself out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but I'm going to try to start and stop it so I don't have so many pauses in case I use it for a podcast or something. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing. All right, on, on the early part of this loop, again, I'm going counterclockwise. We're starting to head downhill now. This is the second downhill stretch. that I've encountered, because I've gone all uphill pretty much from the beginning. So maybe this loops back around, because I, I think the, the peak of this is actually on the other side of this loop, but we'll see. So I'm going down, I'm assuming I'm gonna have to go back up. I think one thing I'm gonna try to do, if I if I choose to try to make a podcast out of this, I'm going to take a picture, at least one picture at any time that I start talking. And that way um, I can match it up with the podcast. And if you're listening on a, a podcasting 2.0 compatible app that supports chapters and chapter images, you'll be able to see these images as I talk. So the one, the picture that I just took right now is again, uh, you know, the trail going forward, it's heading downhill, my dog's out in front of me. 
And that's it. If there's something more exciting to see, I'll take another picture. Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm recording or not recording. What the hell? Hmm. Maybe I need to hook up some headphones so I can monitor. By the way, um, I don't know if you could hear any of the mosquitoes that were buzzing around me when I stopped. But that just goes to show you that they are out here and they're buzzing around. And the mosquito repellent I use is full of DEET. I don't mess around with the natural, holistic other stuff. I don't use bug spray that often. Um, so I'm not all that concerned about it. Um, it's the most effective thing and I really don't want to get bitten too much because that's a pain in the ass. So far, the, tra the trail was rated hard on all trails. So far, I don't find it very hard. Um, it seems to me fairly moderate. If you're able-bodied and can, and can walk, there's been nothing to climb over. Got a nice fallen tree over the trail here. Um, so, I, so far, I would not rate this as hard. I'm a city kid, so kid. 55-year-old city kid, anyway. I'm from the city, so I wouldn't rate this hard. And you know, I'm somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of hiking experience. I've really only been doing this in any meaningful fashion uh, for, I don't know, five years maybe? Okay, so I'm at the point now where the red trail meets up with the purple trail. And so now we're going to be doing both. I think I'm making good progress. Although we're not even to the, I mean, not even close to the total end. So I'm hoping I didn't bite off more than I can chew with this hike. My normal hikes have been around, I've, I think the longest I've done is like a five, six mile out and back. And this is only supposed to be like a 12 mile loop. So I figured, what's the difference? It's a loop instead of out and back. Plus it's a totally different area uh, that I've been in. I sp well, I guess not totally, but um, I've been up in these mountains around the area of Dahlonega. Georgia a few times now up around Helen I think the favorite one my favorite one so far has been Panther Creek even though you're not supposed to walk on that one because the trails washed out but when you get to Panther Creek Falls it's beautiful and I'm gonna do that one again that was a hard one I would rate that one as hard especially because the, the sections of the trail are washed out and you have to kind of go around and traverse the creeks. It's not. It's not terrible. It wasn't terrible. That was last year. But um, that's it, definitely not a moderate trail until they fix it. So the the reason I decided to take this long loop, and I picked this trail in particular, is because it's supposed to be very lightly trafficked. The description in all trails is that you will be unlikely to run into somebody while you're out here. And I'm coming, I'm on a Thursday. You know, so I'm picking Thursday, super early in the morning. I left my house. Um, what time did I leave? <laughs> I left uh, a little before six, I think probably quarter to six or something. I got out here about seven o'clock. Started hiking maybe around 7.05, 7.10 maybe. Um, but the, my purpose is, is I'm, I'm on this in particular trail because it's supposed to be relatively empty and so far it's been great. There's been nobody here. I was the only car in the parking area and I haven't seen hiding or hair of anybody on the trail. Um, but my purpose is to, I've got a very high energy dog and he likes to go hiking. He likes to stay on the move. Much like me, I like, I like the act of moving on the trails, not necessarily stopping. Like even all the pictures that I take, most of them, 
is while I'm on the move. I just snap photos while I'm moving. I, I really stop. Um, so I guess partly his habits are, are my fault, but when I get to a place and I want to take a break, he hates taking a break. He just starts barking and going nuts. And if I'm in an area where there's water, he's like trying to dig up boulders and um, grabbing tree limbs. There was one area, one place, when I went to Panther Creek Falls, he uh, started digging away at this dead tree, trying to take it down. I, I really don't know. And so I, I can't get him to calm down. I don't, didn't really have time because Panther Creek Falls, even though the trail's washed out, there are other hikers on that trail. So I'm hoping to get on this trail to get somewhere around that halfway point and take a break and try to get him to calm down. And I won't be disturbing anybody other than maybe wild animals uh, with his shenanigans. That's at least the goal. We'll see what happens when we, when we get to a midpoint. All right, so we've hit um, an area of the trail that's temperature-wise dropped probably five degrees or more, my guess would be. It's uh, significantly cooler here. And I can hear some water. Godfrey, this way. So I have to keep my dog with me because now I hear some water which would be a welcome thing where he can maybe cool off. Hey Godfrey, come here. Just because I'm not sure what's up there, come here Godfrey. So, you know on the trail he listens just fine. It's when we stop. So now he's leashed and I am using a custom-made 15-foot leash that my wife made just for these hikes. I don't know if you can hear the water starting to come up or the sound of the water. Oh, there's a nice stream. Come here, Godfrey. This is something he can go in. So we will be pausing, at least I'll be pausing the trail map, so he can kind of take in this stream. There he goes, right for it. Go ahead, okay. stream is uh, coming around a bend and then you've got these rock features over here which create a little waterfall which I would get a picture of my dog would get out of the way there we go. Here's the waterfall. this is what happens when I And so we normally don't stop for very long, plus I'm on the trail anyway. But at least he had a place where he could cool off for a bit. Let's go, Godfrey. People definitely use this for a campsite, which would be nice, I suppose. I haven't done any camping. I've toyed around with the idea of it. I just haven't decided to do it yet. I think it's a bit more than I want to do at this point.
Um, but I am toying around with the idea, at least for an overnight, to do something like this, where I could hike up to here, uh, camp out, and then, uh, you know, hike early in the morning. Campsite, campfire. Here's the rest of this river. I think we'll be leaving it. I think this might be the only place where this end, where this pops up on the trail. I don't know. But when I'm looking at it, it's going off in a different direction than what we're going to be walking. So my dog right now, well, he stopped. Maybe because he knows I'm recording. But he was trying to pick up a giant piece of driftwood for no apparent reason other than he's just doesn't like to stop. At least, again, that's my theory. He doesn't like to stop. When we're moving, he's just moving. Let's go, Godfrey. Back on the trail. Waiting for GPS to resume my hike. And we're off. Okay, so if you want to continue this trail, you will have to cross this water. So this is something you're gonna have to walk across. There's no, no bridge, no log, no nothing. So I have waterproof shoes, but they're not waterproof up to my ankle. So let's see where I can go get across. There's my dog. really wants me to get across now. Godfrey, get out. Get out of the way. Go, go, go. Go. Come on. He's in my way, blocking my path. Okay, we only got a little wet. Not that bad. Okay, purple goes off to the left. Come on, Godfrey, this way. Let me see. I should probably... So it's a forest service road that goes off to the right after you cross that stream. And then the purple trail continues off to the left. Only the very top of my foot got wet crossing that stream. Not too bad. There's an area that veers off, but that's not part of the trail. Um, I'm not sure where it goes. There's like a sign up at the top of that thing. Or a sign post. There's no more sign. So don't bear off to the right. Stay to the left. Maybe it's private property. I think there was some private property around here. Alright, we've come across a muddy portion of the trail. I'm assuming this area feeds the creek. So just be aware of that. You got some pretty good spots here, full of mud, tough to get across without uh, coming away with a giant mud boot. But you can find just enough of an area to walk through. You know, I think that other trail is actually the trail, the one where I said don't go because it veers off to the left and there's no marking. Because when I check where I'm at on my map, on my GPS, it shows me going in a different direction than the trail I want to be on. So I'm going to go back to that fork, take a good look at that, because I think I was misled.
I hate when that happens, especially when you get like, oh, quarter mile or so down the trail. And suddenly you're like, this doesn't look right. You need to go in a different direction. So then you gotta double back. Okay, it's probably something I misunderstood because the marker is not in the right place. The marker should be on the trail that you're supposed to walk on, not... It, right now, the, the trail marker is here. If you're looking at a picture, <laughs> it's like I'm talking to somebody here. And it should be over here. So they don't really, it doesn't really point to the right place. Okay, we're on the purple trail. And according to the map, it goes off to the right. And they put the marker over on the left. The only reason I noticed it is because we kept kind of mirroring the, the creek. And when I looked at the map earlier, I didn't see the creek coming in this direction. So, and this is, makes more sense anyway. It's a smaller trail. The other one was obviously part of the service road. So now we are back on track. Alright, this part of the trail, like I thought, um, is back going back uphill. Again, it's another gentle slope. I don't know. Maybe 30 degree grade? I don't know. It's not that bad to me. Maybe 20, I don't know. But it's just dirt and rocks. Nothing, nothing special to, to worry about. Just back uphill, sucking up air. Not only because I'm heading uphill continuously here still. Uh, that also, you know, that gets your, your body heat up. Uh, but also the temperature is rising the higher I get. And, you know, I just like to keep, try to keep sort of a constant pace. I don't care if I'm breathing heavy. Um, I just like to continue as my workout for the day. So, but I also, I don't, I don't drink a lot. I carry more than enough water for me. Uh, and I'm aware of the any signs of dehydration and stuff. So I'm not about to let that happen. But like for instance, uh, the only amount of water I've had other than what I had this morning at home uh, was a tiny sip to get the water down the tube of my bladder, the water bladder in my backpack. Other than that, uh, I haven't had anything. Your mileage, however, may vary. So after a pretty good incline, am I recording? Yeah. After a pretty good incline, We've got sort of our first glimpse at a more open sky. <clears throat> I'm about four miles in. I have a trouble believing this is only 12 miles. I'm only four miles in and I look at this loop and it doesn't feel, it doesn't look to me like we're a quarter of the way through, let alone a third. 
we'll see what happens. You can always turn back around if it looks like it's going to be too long. So the, <clears throat> the forest canopy is kind of closed in on us a little bit again. And there's this nice cool breeze that's coming down, but we're still going uphill. Still that same gradual slope. But it's much cooler with a little bit of a breeze. Because otherwise with this humidity, there is nothing that's evaporating off of my skin. breeze feels great. Oh, this is different. It's uh, still forested, but now it's a little bit thinner and open. You can kind of see through the forest a bit. There's my dog, Godfrey. He's got a biting fly on his nose. Hold on, wait, wait, come here. Let me get that off. Okay, got it. Let's go. I don't know if that was the top of the elevation or if we're going to go up again, but we're heading down again a little bit. Which is welcome. I was huffing and puffing for a little bit. I actually had to take my first drink right around oh, half a mile back, just before the five-mile mark. And I'm guessing... Now looking at this loop and how far I've gone, that the loop itself is like 12 miles. And I don't think it's including the, that connector branch from the parking area. Because so I think that was close to a mile and a half or so, two miles maybe. I don't know. I'll have to find out when I get back. But now we're chugging along, making some progress. I've been going for, well, plus I took like a quarter mile wrong turn, so I guess that, that has to factor in. So I'm about five miles in right now. Not too bad. Been hiking for uh, almost two hours. Oh, we're definitely heading back uphill. I didn't check what elevation we're at, but going up. This one's a steeper grade. I'm just past uh, five and a half miles, maybe six miles. Well, after that brief uphill slog, back to some more level ground. It's kind of like doing intervals on a Stairmaster. Take a break and press on. And the brakes are flat land. That's all. So I'm pretty high up here now, a couple thousand feet elevation. And I can see I'm on, on the trail, I'm looking down sort of a ravine off to my left. And remember, it's because I am going counterclockwise. And I think this would be a spectacular view if this was in the fall or the early spring before the leaves uh, fill in because you really can't see anything through the trees, unfortunately, but we're, we're pretty high up. Apparently a lot of mountain bikers use this trail. I haven't seen these tracks further down, but I see a lot of them up here. I'm almost halfway through the loop. There's a lot of bike tracks. So if you have your dog, beware. Keep them close by so you can make sure there are no accidents. Well, I think I'm at the point where I know why they call this hard. You turn some of these corners and you're met with an incline that you look at and you're just like, ah, oh, crap, another one? When you thought you were at the highest point. But the plus side is you always feel better once you get to the top. 
regardless of what that top is. At least that's what I keep telling myself. Still going uphill. I'm hoping this is the final ascent. I'm at about six and a half miles from where I started. Roundabouts. I keep pushing. I've reached what I think is the top. On the map, it looks close to the halfway point, but there's like a clearing here that looks like the perfect place to kind of take a break, take a drink, get a control of my dog. Here's the clearing. As usual, he starts crying because he doesn't want to stop. But we will take a break. So we are back on the move after maybe a five or ten minute rest. Got some water for both me and the dog. And now we're going to continue on and finish this trail. Refreshed! Maybe. I can hear more water as we start to head downhill now. Hopefully there's another water feature so Godfrey can cool off. Because he was resting pretty good up there at the top of the hill. For once I think he was tired enough where he wasn't acting like a crazy dog. But a little bit of water would be nice. See, we're heading downhill. Well, you can see it if you see if you're looking at the pictures. He hears the water and he wants to go down there, but I don't see it yet, so I can't let him go. I gotta pay attention. Yeah, there is a tiny stream, a little tiny waterfall. Very relaxing. This one's much easier to cross. It's very, it's a trickling stream here. So the true midway point of this trail is where you have to cross that stream. Um, there's a sharp turn in the trail. You, you cross the stream, a sharp turn, and then you cross that same stream again. And that's the true midpoint. And that's a pretty good place to rest too. But I wasn't sure exactly where it was going to be. And my dog looked like he really needed a rest, and so did I. That last hill was pretty, was pretty intense. So I didn't see any harm if I, if I didn't reach the midpoint or if I had to go a little bit up further a hill to reach that midpoint, it wouldn't have been a, a big deal. But that's the actual midpoint there. And I think if I do this trail again, that's where I'll stop because it's really peaceful there with the stream. Plus the dog can get a drink and go wade in the water and cool off. But now we're back on the way down. And it looks, at least, this section looks much easier than the other side. Since I'm going counterclockwise, um, I'm not sure how most people do it, but I like, I prefer to go counterclockwise for some reason. This side's way more muddy and there's way more water on it. And the other side, at least just leaving the midpoint. 
I don't mind water. Don't like mud so much. Walking through a grove of, I don't know what kind of trees these are. What kind of tree um, these are, but they, they have these long skinny leaves. I see them all the time walking these trails in Georgia. They don't have these trees in Chicago or anywhere in Northern Illinois that I know of. I gotta try to look this up when I get back. Crossing another tiny stream. None of these, at least on this side, are deep at all. They're just really little babbling brooks. If you like walking through some heavy woods, I mean, this is a perfect trail because it's empty. You don't see anybody. It's quiet. Um, there aren't a whole lot of, like, if you're looking for views, you know, down the mountain, at least there's nothing here in early and late spring. With uh, all this, all the leaves on the trees, you can't see anything down the hill. But the the actual uh, trail path and the forest itself is fantastic. I'm just gonna pause and see if you can hear that bird. Yeah, not my dog, but that bird. So there's an owl flying through the forest. I can't get a, vi a video or pictures. He took off too fast. I've never seen an owl that up close before. They're, they're huge. Now the one danger I've always found when hiking 10 miles, well, 10 miles plus in the woods, you know, I do occasionally, you know, five, six miles. But when you, know, when you get above that and you're doing 10 miles, depending on the trail too, um, on the way down, you're tired. So you need to concentrate on picking up your feet. Because if you don't, um, you end up tripping over rocks and roots and, and stuff. So you just kind of have to make a conscious effort, no matter how tired you are, just to keep that pace and the cadence in your walk. At least that's what I tell myself, because I start to get tired. And I notice sometimes I just hit the top of a rock. It's like, okay, that's the perfect way to trip over yourself and land right on your face. And you don't want to do that because that hurts. So just keep picking your knees up. Don't drag your feet. Coming up to some more water. So apparently that's where all the water is on this hike. On the second half, if you're going counterclockwise. If you're going clockwise, you'll get all the water in the front, but there won't be much on the way back. It was really quite nice. This stretch is a bit muddy, because apparently this entire part drains towards that creek. And it's pretty crappy. I'm walking through another grove of these trees that I tried to describe earlier, but really can't. You know, if you're listening to this, and I put it, and I made a podcast of this, an image of the leaves and of this grove will show up in a uh, compatible app. But <clears throat> um, it it feels. For me, because of where I'm from, you don't really see this, and they kind of crowd the the trail. It feels very uh, 
what do you call it, uh, like prehistoric. It just feels like you've walked into like a Jurassic Park kind of place. I'm sure it's some common stupid tree out here that everybody knows. It's really kind of a beautiful part of the forest here where the undergrowth isn't that thick so you can kind of see through into the canyon the little stream running down through there um, and this is kind of a open part as well of the trail where it's a little bit wider a little bit more light coming through, but still not an open sky, so it's uh, not sunny and hot at all. Although still a little muddy in some spots. On another tiny little stream, babbling brook. Hey Godfrey. You could take a little break in the stream. Water's nice and cold. You know, some, sometimes I'm taking these pictures and they all seem like the same picture, but I don't know. They're obviously of different scenes, but maybe I'm just attracted to the same scene. Sometimes a bend in the trail and a slight opening of the canopy provides just that kind of, I don't know, looks cool kind of moment. Nothing spectacular really, but just, I don't know, cool part of the trail. There's a weird clearing. I saw this picture online. There's this old truck just buried in the dirt here. this truck came from. truck it is. I don't see any labels or anything. Cool. You know, I know I have a good bug spray when I can hear the mosquitoes buzzing around my head, but they never touch me. It's like uh, the old commercial for Off, where the guy's sitting in a tent full of mosquitoes, and they're all buzzing everywhere, but none of them touch them. So, on the second half of the trail, going in the direction I'm going again, counterclockwise, um, it's not all downhill. There are some, you know, you will head downhill, and then there are some stretches where you go back up. Um, but it's not as steep, it seems to me, as the other side. So it's still, you know, it's a little tiring when you look at it and you're like, crap, I thought I was almost done. And then you see a hill. But um, they're not as steep as the other side. And if you've already taken a break, you should be okay. One mistake I made on this hike is not using a second phone for my hiking tracker. Um, it's the first long hike I've taken like this with my phone and used it as an active tracker. 
to track the route and how fast I'm going and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, I brought an extra battery, but it's kind of a pain in the ass to take a break and plug it in. It's, uh, the phone's down to 28%. I started at 100. Uh, you know, so next time I, I have an extra phone, I can just bring that, download the map, use that for the tracking, and save my phone for uh, the pictures and all the other stuff, and I probably would never have to plug it in. You know, some, some people like going downhill versus going uphill, because uphill obviously is difficult. Uh, but downhill isn't necessarily any easier. To me, it takes uh, a bigger toll on, on my feet and my hips. Maybe I'm just too old, 55 years old, but um, going down a steep grade, um, you know, I can feel it in my feet and then I guess hips to keep stability as you're walking down to make sure you're not going down too fast. Going up, you know, it's in the knees and the quads really for me, but I, you know, I don't feel the same fatigue in my feet. I only notice, I only really notice it when I'm taking these longer hikes. The shorter ones, they don't really bother me at all. If I'm going maybe five miles or so, um, you know, none of it, either going up or going down bothers me. But uh, something, you know, along the lines of 10 miles plus, um, that's when I can start feeling the, a little bit of fatigue in, in my hips a little bit, and in particular my feet and my toes going down. I used to have problems with my knees, uh, but I learned the hard way on that one. So now I wear like compression sleeves on my knees because of uh, one hike I took in Salt Lake City. I was hiking Grandeur Peak and I had no problem going up and I didn't realize what was happening. I was building up fluid in my knees. So then when I started coming back down off the mountain, suddenly my knees really couldn't support my weight going down and I almost couldn't walk. I had to take so many breaks. It took me twice as long to get down as it did to go up um, because, just because I had to take so many breaks because my knees were so painful. And then the rest of that day I could barely walk. You know, it, it really felt, felt bad to uh, stand up and move. So ever since then I wear these compression sleeves on my knees and I can walk for, you know, 10 miles, 12 miles, sometimes 15 miles, and my knees don't bother me at least. Um, you know, going extended miles all in one trip um, still fatigues my, you know, my hips a little bit and my, to and my toes, my toes in particular. And just when I finished talking about going down versus going up, um, got a massive incline. So, gives my toes a break. And I guess it's going up now that I think about it. It's more, more the glutes, your ass, than the quads, although they are involved too. And hikes like this that are just straight up hikes. You're just walking through the woods. You're not really stopping at any view or sight. I mean, you stop here and there and look at stuff, but it's not like, you're not, you're not hiking to a destination per se. You're just hiking to hike. Sometimes if you're trying to do a loop like this, you know, you, you get into it and you start wondering if you bit off more than you can chew, if it's too far. You know, you don't run a, want to run out of water, um, so you got to be careful there. Um, but then, you know, you start to get towards the goal of finishing it, and you start getting that uh, feeling of satisfaction, like, yeah, if I just push through the hard parts, then I can finish it off. 
So the way the way I approach it is, I mean, I if I'm gonna commit to go, I go. It doesn't matter what I feel like. And as I'm hiking, like you get into some of these hills where you turn a corner and suddenly there's an incline. And you're like, on a normal day, you'd be like, I'm not gonna go up that incline. But you know, you set out to do this hike, so. What I do is I just take one step at a time and I don't even bother looking all the way up the hill. I just look at the step in front of me. I can always take the next step. You, sometimes you look up at the top of that hill and you're like, I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna walk up that thing. It's too high, it's too far, I'm tired. But if you just look at the step in front of you, that one you can do, it's just one more step. That's at least the way I approach it all the time. Okay, we've come to the end of the loop. At least the loop part of it. So it shows that I only went 11.3 miles. The tracker. We are following the purple trail. So now I'm heading back towards the trail that leads to the parking area. Right back that way to my right since I'm going counterclockwise. And you can hear my dog crying because he just wants to keep moving. He's an endless ball of energy. Seven-year-old labs are not supposed to be this energetic anymore. So as I'm winding down this particular trail, wow, that is a really long caterpillar that I have never seen before and that wasn't the purpose for me turning this thing back on and recording but I'm gonna take a picture of it as I was saying so I'm winding down this part of this trail. So we're finishing up this last bit before we get to the car. You know, people wonder why I go do this. And for me, I have difficulty shutting off my mind. Uh, always thinking of something, some problem, some stupid issue, and these days, there's so much happening in the world, um, all I have to do is concentrate on the next step. So it's just the sound of my feet, the forest, birds, the bugs, my dog panting, and really just kind of just worrying about the next step. I don't have to think about anything else. I have to concentrate on where I'm at and it kind of keeps me focused. So it's sort of like a, it's cathartic in a way. And it uh, prevents my mind from racing from one thing to the next. It just kind of keeps things calmed down. So I, I try to do this as much as I can, especially now that we moved to Georgia and I have access to all these trails that I never had before. But anyway, that's that's why I do it. Now we made it back to the forest service road and the two of us are dog tired. He's literally a dog tired. I am dog tired. But it was a very good hike. I think we still have maybe half a mile to go to get to the parking area. But um, it was more strenuous than I thought it was going to be. So it definitely earned the hard rating if just because of the length and the inclines uh, did make it difficult. So I guess trail-wise though, it's really not that bad. It's not that hard of a trail to, to walk. You're not climbing over anything. It's just the, the sheer length of it and 
and the inclines. Now, if you're camping and you take like six miles and you go up to, up near the top, halfway point, and then trek down, that's more strenuous than I thought it was going to be. But um, Godfrey, no, get out of there. A really good hike all the way around as I get my dog away from horse poop. That brings us to the end of that hike. Like I said, I hope uh, the next one I post, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be because I have to actually go on the hike. But um, I'm going to try to make it shorter. I, I've got an idea for how I want to do it format-wise. So uh, get things down to maybe 30 minutes max. But I hope you like the sights, or sights and the sounds. Sights if you're watching on a podcasting 2.0 compatible app. And sounds if uh, you're listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.